Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. This one is a special one where I've gone back in time and I've taken the most listened to podcast segments from each month and compiled a list for you here. January, our biggest hit was Deanna DeSosa from the Chamber of Commerce sent a letter to the Premier to advocate for local businesses. Here's a little snippet from that one. So the Fort McMurray Chamber, together with a number of community chambers across Alberta and the Alberta Chamber of Commerce, we collectively decided as a network that we were going to advocate for our businesses by writing our Premier Kenny a letter asking him for a plan to have other businesses. And particularly at, at that point in time that we wrote the letter, personal wellness services were not open. So hairdressing salons, uh, spas, they were not open. Now we're at the stage where the gyms and the dance studios are not open, but we collectively wanted to get a plan from the Alberta government, knowing that everything is a balance, that the health measures are in place to save lives, and it is a global pandemic, so it is unprecedented times. But we, what we did not want was a situation where you extended a restriction to a point, a date, everybody's prepared to go back, and then around that date, you're told it's another two weeks. And there is no clarity for businesses as to what's coming next. The other aspect of it, and particularly right now, where we have gyms and dance studios, and gyms in particular that are closed, this is their busy season, you know, as we we kind of spend a little time overeating and drinking over the holidays, and we all have our New Year resolution. This is usually, usually the business busy season for gyms. Now, what we're looking for is a plan predicated on be it the R factor, the positivity rate, the hospitalization rate, but to understand what will allow them with restrictions in place to allow these remaining business to have some sort of functioning revenues or service to their customers. Now, there was a bit of a theme at the beginning of the year where a lot of people were very interested on the future of COVID-19 and the enforcements and everything, the lockdown that was going on. So in February, the most listened to Fort McMurray Matters was former Wood Buffalo Mayor Don Scott and him discussing the enforcement of the regional mask bylaw that had taken effect and was about to be lifted. Some bylaw officers have the ability to enforce provincial orders. Uh, you know, the focus for our bylaw officers has really been education. That's been the focus. We have tried to remind people, and that was a real focus of the municipal bylaw. Even though the municipal bylaw is, is being relaxed, uh, remember the provincial law is still in effect, but we're still going to focus on education as much as possible. Uh, that approach hasn't changed unless... Uh, unless we see a big change in, in the number of people that are complying. And, and people have been very compliant. I realize not everybody likes the rules. It's not, uh, not always enjoyable to follow these rules. But the numbers have come down. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that the numbers are coming down. I want to keep people safe. I want to keep our health care workers safe. And I'm certainly grateful for all those efforts that have uh, obviously resulted in lower numbers. 
Luckily, this COVID theme is over for our top segments because in March, Jessica Laska, a very familiar voice from She Runs North, had just run 200 kilometers to help promote Wood Buffalo. And this is her discussing what she had just done. Last April, I guess it's April, (laughs) I had planned to run all the way to Fort Smith from uh, the start of the winter road because like with COVID and all the things going on, I couldn't really attend this winter race that I had been planning to attend. Um, So I thought I'd make up my own. And then with COVID, uh, the winter road to Fort Smith wasn't built this year. So then I shortened my route just to Fort Chip, which is about 150, 180 kilometers. Um, uh, but then they also had issues with the road, um, with the mild weather and stuff. So I was, again, <laughs> uh, forced to recalibrate and go with plan. I guess it would be C, which was eventually just a bunch of skidoo trails around the city. Um, and that ended up being about like 200 kilometers. At this point, March had just ended up, which means the end of the March mullet campaign just ended. So the beginning of April, Emma and, believe it or not, April, came on the show to discuss what the campaign was all about. Because it's it's definitely, we are a nonprofit organization where we rely heavily on, you know, volunteering and donations and our community's uh, incredible um, generosity. But it's also just about getting the conversation started. And sometimes you need a little bit of a conversation starter, like a mullet, hashtag ask me about my mullet, to to get the conversation going. Because there is still that stigma associated. We feel maybe a little uncomfortable about sharing our feelings, men and women. But definitely men have that pressure from society still. That That's what we're really trying to work on breaking by by using our story, sharing our stories to talk about it, to let everyone know that you're not alone. And that's the biggest part. Starting the conversation about mental health is the crucial step. We're going to take our first break here on this special edition of Fort McMurray Matters. But when we come back, we are going to continue on through our look back in time here in Fort McMurray. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to this special episode of Fort McMurray Matters. If you are just tuning in, we're taking a look back through the years, and here we're into the month of May this year, where Dr. Catherine Koliaska discusses COVID-19 vaccine myths and responds to the question of vaccines, if they are made too quickly, or what are even the long-term effects? So uh, we, we know a few things. Uh, one is, is that uh, there are a variety of uh, vaccines already um, uh, on the market for other types of uh, bacterial and viral infections. Um, and uh, people uh, do very, very well. We have decades of experience uh, with uh, some of those vaccines. And uh, so that's one piece of it. Um, the, uh, the second piece of it is remembering a vaccine is just 
offering your immune system a sneak peek of a piece of a virus or a piece of a bacteria that uh, you would otherwise come into contact with uh, uh, via a natural infection. And it just helps uh, your immune system know what to uh, build up to and build those antibodies to should you come into contact with uh, the real thing. So that's the other piece is that this, this is really mimicking natural processes that just gives you that sneak peek uh, to protect you, uh, to let your your own immune system protect you against uh, the, uh, the real thing uh, if and when you should uh, come in contact with that. In June, many students were starting to get back to school and in-school learning. And here, Superintendent of Fort McMurray Catholic School Division, George McGuigan, talks about kids getting back into in-school learning and the importance of it. Uh, in talking with the principals, and I visited a, a few schools as well, um, there's, there's a lot of excitement, I think, when in, from the students uh, getting to see their peers again and being with people and our teachers being with the students and the students wouldn't be with the teachers and the staff. Uh, I, I think uh, extremely, extremely positive for the simple fact that education is not all about tests and textbooks and the socialization and learning how to be with people and the joy of being around others and building, having relationships and building relationships is a key important part of education. And that's COVID has really had a suffering because of that. Now in July, it was about talking fire smart with Chris and the new interactive trail that was coming into the region. Absolutely. We're super excited about this project. And really, the project is split up into two different elements. Now, the first one, and it's right in the title, the FireSmart Interpretive Trail, where we're implementing a series of trails just off of Cornwall Drive in the Birchwood Trails. And we're going to have a bunch of different interpretive signs where folks can walk around, learn about FireSmart, learn about the boreal forest, how our forest and region is shaped by wildfire. And, you know, really our goal for that is to see teachers and students walking around these areas, playing on the different elements, learning about all of these things. And then the second element is going to be out front. We're going to have a demonstration area where it's going to have uh, examples of vegetation, examples of landscaping that homeowners can use around their property just to, you know, reduce that wildfire risk. In August, we spoke to Andrea and Teresa to have them tell us about their pop-up photography tour and what they're going to be doing in each community. When it comes to specifically the mural and photography, um, we are sending one of our most talented photographers here, Crystal Mercury. She is going out to uh, each community to invite residents to just pop in and have their photo taken. Um, the great thing about this is that, or something that we want to make it a little bit more, I guess, unique is the sense that you can also come with a prop. So if you have a dog or if you have, I don't know, if you you know, have a favorite um, wristwatch even, I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, a memorabilia, anything or something that you're passionate about. So bring your paddle, uh, you know, make that image unique to you, which also then brings everybody together under this one platform. So she'll be taking individual sort of photos of 
people, but she'll also be capturing the local flora, fauna, nature, culture, etc. So things that are happening within that community, she'll be there to capture that as well. And then all of this will be um, amalgamated and under one platform, the mural, but then also continue on with Fort McMurray uh, Wood Buffalo Economic Development as they further broaden this uh, narrative of, um, I guess, of introducing people to what um, to what it's like to live here in the region. So I'll let Andrea tell talk more about the video documentary and about her project as well. And only just a few months ago in September, we were talking to local business owners in town about the employment shortage they've been seeing throughout the community. Yeah, we've had our over 18 market has been very challenging. Uh, this year was very different. Every year at the end of summer, we have a lot of the students go back. And what happened is this year was very different. Last year, a lot of the schools online that we had a lot more students employed, but this year, with it opening back up, all of those students left home and went traveling. And so we would lose probably nine to 10 people. I think we lost closer to 30 to 40 people overall in, in that scheme. And so it left us very short in a market that's very tough to hire right now. Um, with that as well, people coming in, um, with, with, the, with the labor shortage, um, it's very easy for people to move from job to job. And so making sure that we're a great place to work has to be our number one priority. Um, well, we're finding it difficult as well. Um, one of the big things was, you know, the summer, everybody could travel. So, you know, it's pretty hard to manage such a small staff and allowing them to go on holidays because they... They needed a holiday, they needed to go back home, they needed a break. So we found that that was difficult the summer because a lot of the girls left at the same time. The other thing we're experiencing is, is the nature of our business is very hands-on with massages and aesthetics. And we haven't seen new grads come out because they haven't been able to get the practical side of their schooling. So we're really missing out on that piece um, of hiring the new grads. So that's been a bit difficult. The girls that we do have employed, we have to really manage their time because we are extremely busy and we just don't have the, uh, you know, we don't want to push them too hard because then, then they get burnt out. So you really got to manage their time well as, is, is another issue for us. We're just going to take our last break here in Fort McMurray Matters and this very special edition where we take a trip back through time. And when we return, we're going to see how the end of the year 2021 has left us. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to this special year-end edition of Fort McMurray Matters, where we take a look back in time to all the top listen-to podcast segments throughout the entire year of 2021. We just got through September. Now... And October was an exciting time, especially for local Michael Mankowski, who talked about what it was like to win the Edmonton International Film Festival Award for his film about the fires called Back Home Again. Oh, um, I just actually walked in the house and, uh, you know, I, I spent the whole weekend at the festival and watching movies and then I drove home and then I psyched myself out for three hours. <laughs> I just, man, like, 
you, you know, there's two, you no way you did it. And I'm just uh, talking to my fiance and telling her all these things of like, I'm just getting downer and downer. I'm like, there's no way uh, this is going to work. And, uh, and then I walk in the door and then I have an email. It's like, Oh, you won. And uh, then there's a message and it's Walter and Jeremy. And you know, they've already like put some things on Instagram and I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Like it's just, yeah, it was, I just, I broke down. It was very emotional for me. And then just last month in November, principal of Frank Spragans High School, James Hayward discusses what it's like to be the first school in Fort McMurray to have a rainbow space designation. And he responds to things in the past where kids used to get bullied for wearing something as simple as wearing a pink shirt or just being different. I think part of it is, you know, it, it needs to be something that is just normalized in our society, right? And, you know, you, you use the example of, of the pink shirt, and that's a perfect example because, you know, incidents like that regarding people being discriminated against by the color of the shirt that they wore. Now, well, that, that has now evolved into the whole pink shirt movement that all of our schools participate in every year. So that's, that's had the effect of normalizing it, right? Now, um, that message has been out there for well over a decade now. And I would like to think, you know, if a student wears a pink shirt to school nowadays, it's not that big a deal, right? I know here at Frank Spragans, if a student were to wear a pink shirt, nobody would bat an eye, and that would be a very normal thing. So I think it's something that we need to be that we need to be actively normalizing in our society because these are contributing members of our society who, you know, they deserve a full and effective education. They deserve to be part of a school community where they are valued and they are welcomed and their contribution is invited. So it's going to be, it can't just be done by me. It can't just be done by our school. It is going to have to be a concerted effort by all of society to engage in this to a point where it becomes normalized. And, you know, eventually the goal uh, someday is we'll get to a, a point where you and I are not having this discussion right now because it's it's not a, an item in the news or an issue in society. It's just what is. It's just what's normal, right? And lastly, this month in December, where we spoke with Alexis from Nerdvana, and here she is explaining how anybody can be into comics and nerdy things. There's no longer just a type. Honestly, you'd be surprised. Most of my customers do work out at sight. Um, They might not tell you while they're working out (laughs) at sight that they are reading Spider-Man comics in their off time, but a lot of of my regulars are out at sight. And honestly, uh, when I talk with them, a lot of it is that they make a little more out there, so it gives them a little more to spend. Like, they always are talking about books they've got, and it's always very cool to see because, like, I have customers that have, like, you know, first appearance of Wolverine, and that's, like, a crazy Ooh. expensive book. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, they probably couldn't afford it, uh, have afforded a book like that had it not been for working out at site. And you do see a lot of, you know, uh, like you'd said, um, the gruff, like, oh, I work at site, like tough guy kind of personalities, but they're, they're all reading comics and they're off time. <laughs> and a lot of the time, those are the guys that I have the longest discussions about superheroes and what's new out on the shelf this week and whatever with. Like, um, you'd be surprised. 
And that's it for the year 2021. And I hope everyone has had a very happy new year. I, I know it's hard to say these last couple of years, but this time I think for 2022, it's going to be good. Happy New Year, everyone. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.